Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. All right, all right. Today we are going into part three and actually the closing part of the series that we've titled Drop Your Baggage, all right? By the way, last week we had Pastor Kirk here with us and it was so wonderful uh, to have him and we made a little break on the series, but today we're jumping uh, back into that as we close this series here today. And just uh, maybe you're, you know, you're new, you haven't heard any of the messages uh, that we've been giving or you're connecting today and you're like, Pastor, I, I'm, this is the first Sunday that I'm here, you know, so what have you been talking about? I want to give a, a, a quick summary of what we've been speaking about in this series, but what we've been saying is that in this life, all right, as we go, we have picked up some baggage along the way, all right? It wasn't intentionally, it wasn't on purpose. It sort of just happened, all right? Because of different things that we might have faced as we were growing up, you know, or maybe later on in life. And we've sort of learned to cope with the baggage. We've sort of learned to just, all right, it's part of the ride, you know, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and take it with me as, as I go. But the reality is that you know in your heart, and I know in my heart, that it brings no joy to us, all right? Actually, it becomes a burden. It becomes a frustration. And uh, and we've just decided to say, okay, I guess it's going to be with me till the day that I die, and I refuse to believe that, all right? I refuse to believe that I'm going to be having to carry on a burden that Jesus Christ paid for on the cross, and I'm going to have to deal with that all my life, all right? So in this series, we've titled it Drop the baggage, drop the baggage, because that baggage, what it actually becomes is what the Bible calls a stronghold, all right? And the word stronghold, I, I, I love this word because the word stronghold, what it means in the Bible, all right, it, it, listen to this, is a prisoner locked by a lie. So a stronghold is a lie that you believe and it locks you in and you can't live out freedom. And you live according to this lie, or another word for this word, uh, stronghold, is deception. So this deception, this lie, this baggage, tells you how to live, how to act, what to do. And there's two places that we pick up this baggage from. One, maybe is a mistake, you know, that, that we've lived, uh, shame or guilt from the past, or from relationships, that affected us, that hurt us. Maybe you went through an abuse. Maybe, maybe somebody said something hurtful to you when you were a little kid and, and you believed that all, all your life. And, and, and that's why you started to pick up this baggage and, and, and run with it. And you came to the Lord, you came to church, you started following God. And maybe you're even on the dream team serving today and you're living 90% of the freedom that God has for you, but there's just 10%. That just hangs on and it becomes this baggage that won't let go. And that was the message two weeks ago. The baggage that won't let go. It just becomes something that it's there. Now, as I started preaching this, I hope that you guys have started to experience some freedom in areas in your life. Because I, I talked to you guys about, number one, we got to stop making excuses. We got to stop saying, well, you know, is that I'm like that? And my grandfather was like that. And my dad was like that. And I'm like that. No, no, no. We all have choices to make in life. 
And we could all say, all right, you know what? The buck stops here. It stops with me. And from here on out, it's going to be something different. Like you're like that domino that God decided to knock down. And from here on out is a different story than everything that happened in the past. All right? So you've decided to stop the excuses. Maybe you've decided to cut the ties. All right, cut the ties of, 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 of atmospheres and places that you put yourself in or maybe with relationships that you allow into your life. And, and last but not least, I spoke about when, when, when you stop making excuses and you cut those ties, what, what you do is then you allow God to fill your heart with godly things. You see, being here this morning, that's important. All right, whether you're connected online or you're here, all right, it's so important. It's, it's so important to go through growth track, for example, because God has a purpose for you. And I'm going to tell you something, until you don't find out what that purpose is, you're going to live life, but it's going to be sort of frustrating because you know you were created for something more. Today we have step one of the growth track. And if you haven't done it, after the service, you could go into the building next door and start afresh. You could start step one. I like to do it in order. Perfect. Today is the day for you. You go next door and you go ahead and you do that after the service is done. Now, today's message, okay, I've titled it, Stay Free. Can you say that with me? Stay free. Can we say it one more time? Stay free. That's my prayer for you. That as you hear these messages and you learn about, you know, this baggage, that you could actually, you're experiencing freedom. Well, I want you to go ahead and do what, guys? I want you to stay free. Now, today's message is something that I'm, I'm very pumped up about because we need to be ready because we understand that we're in a spiritual war. And the enemy is going to come after you. If you've received freedom, he's going to try to come after you. And a lot of times there's a counterattack from him. A counterattack. So today's message is actually, how do I prepare for when that counterattack comes? I want you to be ready. That if you're experiencing freedom, he's not going to sit by idly and just say, okay, let this person just go ahead and that God could do with you all he wants. No, no, no. Sooner or later, there's going to be counterattacks that are going to come your way. What do I do when that happens? Actually, the Bible speaks about this. And this is a scripture that I'm going to give you that. I know Sunday mornings, this is usually not preached. All right, but I'm going to throw it out there. All right, I'm going to stand on a limb this morning and I'm going to throw Luke 11. All right, let's come to Luke 11. And we're going to read uh, verse 24 and 26. Let's see how this goes. We might have to erase this for the second service. We're going to try it here in the first service. So let's go. Luke 11, 24 to 26. Look what it says. When an evil spirit leaves a person. You might be here saying, Pastor, what are you saying? That I have an evil spirit? Um, I just want to say that sometimes we're under the influence, all right, of a spiritual warfare that is going around us and it affects us. But Jesus is talking about this. He says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert. Praise God, we live in Miami and not in Arizona. You know what I'm saying? Because according to this, you know, they go into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So here's where the, the counterattack happens. So if it returns and finds that its former home, which is us, okay, it's swept and in order. You're going after God. You're following him with all your heart. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself. <laughs> and then they enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. 
That's a crazy scripture, but this is Jesus talking. And, and you might be saying, Pastor, what in the world is, is he talking about? You know, what, what, what we want to talk about and what I think is that, you know, most Christians that experience freedom don't know how to maintain their freedom. They don't know how to maintain it. And, and Jesus is speaking here how you could go ahead and be aware of what's going on so that you can maintain that freedom. And, and I want to show you this morning a cycle that I believe it happens to all of us, that we all fall into. And, and it's not only in our lives. I think it happens in different arenas, all right? I think it happens in, in government. I think it happens in business. I think it happens with finances. I'm going to show you a cycle that, that a lot of times, you know, we, we go through. And, and the first part of that cycle is that we experience freedom, okay? Uh, we, we come to a place that we're tired with the things that we've been dealing with, and, and we start experiencing some sort of freedom, and, and, and you start getting victory where you used to get defeat before. And, and I want to tell you something. I think inside of us, there's all, inside of all of us, there's the spirit that just wants to fight for your freedom. I know that inside of you, you're not just going to fold your hands and say, well, you know what? I'm going to live in defeat the rest of my life. I really believe that something inside of you says, hey, come on, we're going to fight for it. You know, like Braveheart, you're going to paint your face blue and say, come on, freedom. You know, that's like my favorite movie, you know, and you're going to do that. And I really believe that we go ahead and, and we start experiencing that. And that freedom produces what is the second part of the cycle. All right. Which is prosperity or blessing. Because once you have freedom, then in your soul, all right, you start to live this prosperity. You start to live, you know, uh, the, the fruit of that freedom, which is what? It's blessing. Where there was turmoil before, where there was challenges before, now you're, you're at peace. You're, you're, you're okay, you know. And, uh, but you know what happens in the bad news is that we don't stay there for too long, <laughs> A lot of times we don't stay in that, in that place of prosperity because one of two things. Either we fall into arrogance or into complacency. Pay attention to this. This is important here. We fall into arrogance and we're like, okay, we finally conquered this. Uh, I'm not going to have to worry about this the rest of my life again. And, and we sort of get into this mood like, oh yeah, I got this. I got it under control. Don't, this, uh, oh yeah, I dealt with this 10 years ago, but it's not going to come and bother me again. Oh no. And we can't fall into this arrogance because this is something that used to whip us around. <laughs> or we can't get to a place of, of complacency and say, okay, uh, 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 I'm good here. You know, I'm, uh, I'm good here and, and everything is good. Because when you stop fighting, then we fall into the third part of that cycle. And what's that? We go back to bondage again. So it's freedom, prosperity, and we don't know how to handle that prosperity or blessing. What would we do? Go back to bondage. And if you want to read about this heavily, read the book of Judges in the Bible. Because the book of Judges is just literally, they experience freedom, all right? Then they start prospering, and then they go back to bondage again, just over and over and over again. Now, God wants something completely different from us. You see, the early church experienced this. This is not just something for us here this morning. You see, the early church was all pumped up because of what Jesus had done for them. And they're out there preaching and, and, and declaring, you know, what, what he did on the cross. Because before that, 
there was a bunch of sacrifices and things that they needed, they needed to do to get close to God, you know. Imagine coming here in the morning and, you know, bring your goat, you know what I'm saying? Bring your sheep, you know. You have at least a pigeon because we need to kill something, you know, because there needs to be blood to, you know, cover for your sins. You imagine Sunday mornings like that? Well, that's how it was back then. So Jesus comes, he dies on the cross, and because of his blood, we're all cleansed. So all the animal sacrifices and all these rules and regulations, they sort of stop. But you know what happened? The people were like, it can't be that easy. And you know what they started doing? They started to fall back again to the same thing. And falling back, you know, into rules and regulations. And, 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 and the apostle Paul finds himself in a place where he has to defend and say, hey, hey, hey you guys got it all wrong. For example, he writes the book of Galatians just to deal with that issue. Because in the church of Galatians, they had come to the conclusion, all right, what Jesus did is good, but you still need to add a few things to it. For example, circumcision. And I love this part. It's hilarious. Actually, if you're a man, <laughs> you know, it's not too funny. But anyways, you see, because these people, in, uh, the leaders in, 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 the, in the church of Galatians would say, hey, Jesus was good, but you guys want to come to the Lord? You see, the Jewish people used to circumcise their children on the eighth day, so they don't even remember when that happened. But the people that are coming to Jesus say, oh, you want to be part of this church? Uh, you need to, you know, take care of some business, you know? And I imagine the guy saying, all right, to the wife, uh, you guys could go to church, we'll, you know, we'll just stay home, you know? Uh, we're not dealing with that kind of stuff. And Paul is outraged. Paul is just upset. And he was circumcised, but he was upset. And he was outraged at, at what was going because he goes, listen, you guys got it all wrong. You guys don't understand. And in Galatians 5, verse 1, he says the following. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again. You see? Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And, and that's my message to you this morning. Hey, church, I don't want you to be burdened again. If you are experiencing freedom, I don't want you going back to that bondage. I, I don't want you going back to, to, to the, the old way that, that you used to live. And then the question that arises, is it possible that we can live in that second phase of that cycle, that prosperity phase? Can we live at that blessing phase where we got freedom and we stay here without having to go back to bondage? Is it possible? You know what I think? I think it is possible. And that's my message to you this morning. I think that it is possible. And I want to share with you guys three things that are going to help you. Okay, stay at that prosperity, at that blessing place. If you're experiencing freedom, number one, write this down. This is one of our, our core values here at NUMA, okay? And it's humility. Humility, okay? Not humidity, all right? There's a lot of that here in Miami, all right? But, okay, humility, being humble, okay? Being humble. Remember when I told you a second ago that a lot of times we lose it because we become what? We become prideful. We become arrogant. We think, well, oh, we got it under control. We got it under wraps already. And we say, oh, 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 I got this. And we can't fall into that. Because Proverbs 16, 8, look what it says. It says, pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before the fall. 
So the cycle continues because we become what? We become prideful. We lord our guard and we think that everything is already under control. And you know what that's called, church? That's called arrogance. That's called arrogance. How about this morning if our attitude would be the following, Lord, I need you and I know that you've given me victory over this area, but I still need you. I still need to go after you, Lord. Lord, continue doing something in my heart because I, without you, I am nothing and I need of your grace and I need of your mercy every day. How about if that would be our attitude? An attitude of, of, of complete dependence saying, I need your blessing over me. I, I need your care. Lord, do not remove your protection from me. You see, that, that, that's, a, that's a different attitude. See, one of my pastors, Pastor Larry Stockso, his father, he passed away when he was 98 years old. Pastor Roy Stockstill, he was the founder of that church, Bethany in, 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 in Baton Rouge. And, and he had a phrase that I loved until this day. He says, the man on his face is hard to fall from that position. The person that is on his knees and on his face is very hard for you to fall from there. Because you are constantly doing what? You're constantly remaining humble. See, 1 Peter 5 Verse 6, it says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, He will lift you up in honor. You see, it's our decision if we want to humble ourselves or if we want to be humbled. And that's two completely different things, all right? Either we humble ourselves or we're humbled by God. You know what? I'd rather humble myself. I'd rather, this is the difference. One of the process, you initiate it, the other one, God initiates it. I'd rather initiate it and say, Lord, I'll be humble. You know, I'll take this one. All right? The second thing, in order to maintain that freedom, number one is staying humble, humility. Number two is honesty. Honesty. All right? Honesty. And what that means is that when you're about to pick up that bag again, you come and you become honest in front of God. You say, Lord, man, I feel that there's an urge. I feel that I'm being tempted again. I feel that this is coming again. Lord, I want to be honest about the struggle. I want to be honest with you, Lord. And you're honest with God, but here we go. But be honest with somebody else as well. Tell somebody. Tell somebody about, about the struggle that, that you're going through. Because listen to what I'm going to say. Just because you've fallen, it doesn't mean that you have to stay down. And there's people that could be around you that could help you with that. And, and, and you know who I look up to in that, Pastor Max? Because there's a group of guys that we used to have many, many years ago that I used to be the pastor of that team. And they've continued in those relations. How many years now, Pastor Max? You lost count, but at least 17, 18 years, I think, something like that. And these guys still hold themselves accountable and honest to each other. And they still meet regularly and they take a yearly trip where in that trip they talk about all the things that they've been going through during the year. You know what that is? That is honesty. We need that in our lives. We need somebody that will know us for who we are at face value. And that is willing not to run away. (laughs) But remain, but stay there. Look at what 
First John 1, 9 through 10, what it says. First John 1, 9 and 10. But if, okay, and, and that's an if right there. You know, what, what, what God is saying, if I find some Christians that would do this, you know, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. And if we claim we have not sinned, we're calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So when that second bag tries to come back, okay, the first thing you're going to ask is, God, like the song was saying, cleanse me. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my hands. Lord, I ask you for forgiveness. But then not only to God, but to God's people. Okay, James 5 verse 16. James 5 verse 16. It says, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. Pay attention. You confess your sins to God for forgiveness of sins. You confess your sins to each other that you may be healed. Two different things. Very important. To God, I receive forgiveness. To somebody, I receive healing. I confess my sins to somebody, all right? And I receive healing. So number one, we, we, we're humble. Number two, you know what? Number two, we, we, we need to be honest, you know? And it, we're going to confess our sins. We need to have a group, like I was saying, who we're going to do it with. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of our small groups. That you would find a group of people. And, and if you're new here and you don't even know about the whole thing of small groups, how does it work? We have a bunch of small groups going on right now. There's 40 small groups going on right now. And I want to encourage you to do something. Get the list and visit a few of them. You might not go to the first one and click immediately with that group. That's okay. If you want to visit one group this week, another group the other week, and another group the third week, until you find one that you say, okay, I could, this is a tribe that I can be with. These are some people that I could hang out with. And by the third, fourth week that you're there, I hope you find maybe a person, one in there, that you can start maybe opening up and sharing some of your stuff with. And I know it's, it's a little bit difficult. I know it's hard to open up your life to somebody, you know, and say, this is what I'm going through and, and all this. But let me tell you, if we want freedom. We're going to have to take the steps because that's what God put in his word. And we're going to have to step out on a limb. You know, it reminds me of the story, you know, of these three pastors, and they're trying to hold each other accountable, you know, and they're having a meeting, all three, and the first one says, man, I couldn't wait for this meeting, you know, I, I got to open my heart to you guys, because I'm, I'm dealing with lust in my life, I mean, every time a girl passes by, I start staring, and, and I don't want to be like that, and, and I need freedom from that, so I need you guys to pray for me, and then the second guy goes, man, I couldn't wait for this meeting either, because... You know, I, I'm dealing with a gambling issue and I'm going to casinos and I, I'm wasting my money and, and, and all this and, and I need to share. And then the third guy goes, man, I can't wait for this meeting to finish because I'm dealing with gossip and I got to go and tell somebody what I'm hearing here today. You know? And you're like, man, how about if that guy's sitting in the room when I'm sharing my stuff, you know? You guys going to put it on Facebook and Instagram. There's going to be a picture of me, you know? But you know what? We got to take the risk. If we want the freedom, find somebody. Find somebody. All right? Honesty, humility, 
Humility, honesty, and then the third one. I love this one. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You see, we could try to be as humble as we want. We could be as honest as we want. But we really need the Holy Spirit to help us in that journey. You see, and the Holy Spirit is willing to help you. And the Holy Spirit is willing to help me right where we're at. Look what Paul, he's talking to the Corinthians. And the way that he closes the book of 2 Corinthians, this is one of my prayers, is with this benediction. And he closes that book of 2 Corinthians. You want to write it down as chapter 13, verse 14. He closes by saying, and may the sweet, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit be with you. You see, why is that important? Because you could hear all my preachings. You could come to all the conferences. You could go to all the small groups. But you know what, what the Holy Spirit is saying? But you still need me to be involved in that. You still need me in order for you to be free. You see, and the Holy Spirit wants to bring us to that place of freedom because it can't be just our own efforts. Romans 8 verse 9 It says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. This is if you're a believer in Christ already. You are controlled by the Spirit. And here's that big word again. If you have the Spirit of God living in you. We need the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to surrender to the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in that sweet intimacy with Him where He starts to strengthen us. What we're weak. You know what? I've come to a point, I was saying this in a meeting this week. We don't need more instruction. The reality is that we don't need more instruction. I want to tell you that we are more sermonized beyond our point of obedience. I really believe that. We've received so many sermons, so many messages, that if we would just take three and obey that from here to the end of the year, oh man, it would be so different for us. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to have more encounters with God. We need to come face to face with Him. Because I really believe with all my heart that if you and I come face to face with God, things will start to change. I want the worship team to start coming up this morning. And I know maybe you're here this morning, you're a little bit afraid. Because maybe you come from another church or another place and you've seen some crazy stuff when it comes to the Holy Spirit. You know, you've, you, you, you've, you've seen things go on, maybe things that are man-made or, or, or out of order. But let me tell you something. Those things cannot keep you from going after God. Those things cannot keep you and hold you back. And today I want to allow us to have some encounter time in this place. I want us to have some, some encounter time. And today we're not going to end as usual our service. See, because today I, 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 as... As we come to this moment, I want us to be able to encounter that one that can really produce a change in our lives. So in a moment, we're going to have people come up. And they're going to be here as a prayer team to pray with you. We're going to do communion as a church this morning. And we're going to ask that all those benefits that Jesus paid for on the cross, they would become mine. That I can live this freedom, you know. There's a man in the Bible by the name of Jacob. And boy, did this guy have some baggage. This guy had issues with his past. This guy had a lot of issues with people. 
I mean, everything that had to do with baggage, bro, this guy was carrying like an eight, you know, eight piece luggage with him. And the Bible says that he comes to a point, to a, to a place called Peniel, which that place Peniel means face to face with God. And I really believe God wants to bring a couple of us to that Peniel place, to that face to face place with him. And in Genesis 32, Verse 24 through 30, it says this, Then Jacob left, was left all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him. Now that man that came was not a physical man. It was God that was there in manly form. And he wrestled with Jacob. And it says that they wrestled until the dawn began to break. And when the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of his socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. And he replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From from now on, you will be called Israel. Because you have fought with God and with man and have won. And Jacob tells the man, please tell me your name. And why do you want to know my name? The man replied. And then he blessed Jacob there. And Jacob named that place Peniel, which means face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face. Yet my life has been spared. You see, as we close this series today, and we close this message, you have heard these three things in order to maintain your freedom. Humility, honesty, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And every day when you're in that presence of God, I challenge you. That when you are there in that intimate relationship with God, it will start to produce three things in you that you see in the story with Jacob. Number one, a new strength. It says that when they were wrestling, God touched them on his hip and got his hip wrenched out of socket. You know why he did that? For many years, I asked myself, why was it the hip and why, what was going on? You know that the hip is the strongest and biggest bone that you have in your body? It's the place of your strength. And what God is saying, no longer are you going to rely on your strength in order to walk and accomplish things on this life. It's going to be out of place from now on. Because from now on, you're going to have a new strength and I'm going to be your strength. And I really believe God is saying that to somebody in this room today. And from that moment on, Jacob walked with a limb because it was no longer his strength, but it was God. Because now he had a new identity. That's the second thing that God will do with you. His name was no longer Jacob, which means deceiver. But he changed his name to Israel, prince with God. Amazing. And a lot of you guys have bought into this identity. Well, this is just who I am. You know, and my dad was this, and my grandfather was this, and this is who I am, and they love the ladies, and I love the ladies, and this and that. No, that's not who you are. Anybody in the Bible that had an encounter with God, you would see certain moments, just God come and change names. 
Abraham's name was changed. Paul's name was changed. Peter's name was changed. Jacob's name was changed. God is giving you a chance for a new identity when you encounter him. And the third thing, and I love this one, a new joy. A new joy, a new joy. The Bible says, he asked, what is your name? And he goes, what does it matter what my name is? And he blessed them right there. He blessed them right there. God wants to bless you right there where you're at. He wants to put a new joy in you. He wants to put a new joy. He wants to put a joy in you. I want to ask the prayer team and the pastors that are here, if you guys could come up to the front. Those people that are assigned today to be praying, you guys could come up to the front. We're going to be looking. We're going to be looking out. And as they start coming up, the prayer team this morning, I want to speak to you guys for a second, and you guys that are watching online. Because what we need to do, church, in order to experience this great freedom, is remove some of the barriers and the things that can stand in the way of us receiving this great freedom that God has for us. And, and, and what is that barrier, Pastor? Well, that barrier, according to the Bible, is called sin. And there might be something that is blocking you and God today. And, and, and you can't relate with him the way that you want to. Well, the Bible says that Jesus came here to earth to live the perfect life for you and for me to remove that barrier. So that you could come to God in freedom today. And he could remove whatever it is that is standing between you and him. And if you invite Jesus Christ today into your heart as Lord and Savior, the Bible says, not Pastor Chris, the Bible says that you become a son or daughter of God and your sins are forgiven. That barrier is removed so that now you can start walking with, with God like this, close, tight, and then he'll start working in your heart. And maybe you're here and you say, but Pastor, I, I got to deal with some things. I understand that. But God says, come to me as you are, and I will not cast you out. So you know what I decided to do? To bring my stuff to him. And he'll help me work with that stuff. I want to ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads this morning. And if you're here today, and you're listening to this message, and you're like, Pastor, I need to make that decision. I need, to, I, I, I need a relationship with God. I want to remove every barrier. I, I want to become a son. I want to become a daughter of God. I, I want to invite Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior into my heart. If he takes me as I am, Pastor, today I'm coming. And if that is you in this room, I want you just to raise your hand. I want to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, just raise your hand. You're in this room this morning. Just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to make that prayer. I want to invite Christ into my heart. You're here right now. All right. If you're watching at home, right, I want to lead you in this prayer, and I want you to pray this with me. Lord Jesus, today I thank you because as I come to you, you're removing all barriers and everything that stops me from receiving the blessing that my heavenly father has for me. 
Today, Jesus, I receive you as Lord and Savior in my life. I declare myself a son or daughter of God. And I ask you that you fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live the life that you have for me. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen and amen. Let's stand to our feet, church. Let's stand up this morning. If anybody at home or watching, you could be watching a recording of this, made this prayer for the first time. Or even if you're here and you just didn't want to raise your hand, all right, but you made this prayer with your heart, the Bible says you've been born again, that you're a son or daughter of God. And today, It's the most joyous day for you because you're born of the Spirit of God. At the end of the service, you can go through those double doors to the end, okay? And I'll be there, okay? You can tell me, hey, Pastor, I made that prayer. You're watching online, okay? There's a link that you're going to see. Let us know that you're making that prayer, all right? Now, this is for those that are here in the house this morning. I've called the prayer team up to the front today because before we go, all right, I want to do two things. Number one, I want you guys to be able to come to somebody today, all right, any of these people that are up here, and you can say, you know what, I want to keep my freedom. I want to pray for this. And that you will let them know something that you want to pray for that is important in your life in order to keep that freedom. And what they're going to do is that they're going to pray to the Holy Spirit that he will come into your life and give you the strength so that you can have victory over those areas, all right? So as I finish, you guys can start coming up and just find anybody, okay? They're all ready to pray for you guys. This is an exciting time for us because we can serve you, all right, in whatever area. And by the way, don't worry. It's not going to get publicized. It's not going to get spoken. No, no, no. This is your ministry time, and this is your moment with the Lord, okay? So those that need to start coming up, all right, you guys can start coming. All right, you guys can start coming. Just find somebody, okay, and pray with that person there. All right? And in a second, all right, we're going to do something else. Let's, let's start by singing and then let's give them some time.
for all you guys that are back there as they're getting prayed for. Maybe you're waiting to come or maybe, you know, different things are going on. But we're going to take this moment to celebrate communion. So I know that you guys got the little cups when you came in. If you could take that little cup. And then they could go ahead and do this afterwards. It's not a problem. Why are we celebrating communion today, Pastor? Because if we're going to receive our freedom, it's due to what Jesus did for us on the cross. You see, it has to do with his blood being shed. All right. It has to do with his body being broken. So I want you, and I, if I could, uh, Madeline, ¿tú tienes uno de esos vasitos? No. Thank you. I just want you to take, open the top, and there's like a little wafer cracker there. You're going to take that. Okay. Pastor Max, you help me with this one? The little crackers not coming out. Okay, you got anything? All right, you're going to take the... the little cracker and we're going to pray a moment because Jesus said he took bread and he broke it and he said this is my body that is broken for you so I want you to take this and as you take this today you remember what Jesus went through when he suffered for you and me so go ahead you can take this thank you Jesus for your body that was broken for us the lashes that you received, the crown of thorns, the spikes that went through your hands, through your feet, so that I could experience freedom today, Lord, and healing, and all these wonderful benefits that you have for me, blessing, prosperity in my soul, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. And now I want you to go ahead and drink from the cup. And Jesus took the cup that day. He gave it to his disciples. He says, drink. This is my blood of a new covenant, of the new relationship that now you could enter with the Father through his blood. You could drink because now we're in relationship with God. And we're in relationship with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. So Father, today we thank you for the blood of your son Jesus that was shed for us to establish a new covenant that we can now be called sons and daughters of God. We can be called children of God. We're no longer orphans. We're no longer outcasts. We're part of your family. We're part of a new covenant with great benefits, Lord God. Benefits that I didn't have to go look after. No, that it pleases you to give me as you adopt me into your family. So today, Lord God, as we close the series, Father, we embrace the freedom. 
We embrace the freedom. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I embrace your freedom over my life. I embrace your freedom over my life. I embrace a season of prosperity and blessing over my life. And I declare it starts now. And I renounce to all bondage and to all slavery to sin. Because I am a son. I am a daughter. And that's not part of my identity. It's not part of who I am. So I embrace your truth over my life today. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.